0: Hey, what up y'all? It's your girl, Vivica A. Fox here. And welcome to my podcast, Hustlin' with Vivica A. Fox. Ooh, we gonna have some fun today cause I got one of my favorite girls in the house. She's an actress executive producer, author, businesswoman, wife, and fabulous mother. She's the outspoken shoot from the hip kind of woman from the popular VH1 show, Basketball Wives. She's been hustling in Hollywood for over 25 years and has become a viral sensation with her hilarious Bonnet Chronicles. Please welcome My girl, Tammy Roman. Hey, Vivica. Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) Hey, boy, hey. How you doing,
1: girlfriend? I'm good. I got up early and I said, let me try to put on a decent wig and do my makeup. Because I said, Vivica ain't coming half-ass.
0: Oh, and now I can't even see you. you go, you're not going to see my ass. Because let me tell you that. I don't know if they told you that. But girl, we on a Corona, Corona quarantine. I love that you got the wigs back there. Because I just looked up at my camera like, wait a minute, my screen. It was like, why is she here? So if you want to turn that off, you don't have to. I'm in my robe And I'm okay, cool, I'm at the crib. Cool. So be comfortable. Here I go. Yeah, be comfortable, honey. There we go. Okay. Now we go chat. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know what? I'm at home. So, you know, I'm, I'm chilling. I got a little cup of coffee in front of me and all that good stuff and uh, make just, but I'm still working. So that's a beautiful thing. How yes. have you been, you know, sh- surviving these last what six weeks or so?
1: Yeah. I, I, I actually was locked down before they told us to lock down because mm. I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it's, it's a terrible thing. But when I saw that it broke out like that in Wuhan,
0: I shut my whole situation down. But wow. um it's been good. So you were one of the early ones that when corona first started happening, that was kind of like, hmm, let's pull back.
1: Yes, absolutely. I was wow. the person on Amazon like I I was stockpiling stuff, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. I was like, they was fighting over toilet paper. I had 17 cases, you know, it's like one of those things.
0: <laughs> I love it, I love it. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for doing my podcast today. Cause you know, you and I, we go back like Kool-Aid. I have been yes. with you for such a long time. And you know, this is the one thing that I love about me doing the podcast show is that I get an opportunity to show people a different side of me that, you know, people will be Correct. surprised all of the different type of people that I know that I've been knowing for years and how we all know each other and have worked with each other. We And talk, have worked with each other. And go, we're gonna talk about that. So anyway,
1: go. With, let, let's get into it, okay? Well, before we start, I just wanna say thank you so much for having me, first of all. And, uh you know, like, you're like one of those people that we all look out and go, are we doing enough? You know what I mean? Oh. It's like, <laughs> Vivica keeps a bag. <laughs> (laughs) You know, and so it's like you got to figure out what else can I be doing? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just so proud of you for always. I I don't want to use the verbiage reinventing because I I, I don't think you ever left. I think you're an icon in this business. But I love the fact that you always stay hustling and always stay grinding. And and you're a a form of inspiration for me when I look out at others. You know what I mean? Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for saying that, sister. And I just want to say to everybody out there, I wrote a book about it. Every day I'm hustling. And now we got a podcast, (laughs) Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. So, you know, that's something that I want to make sure that we pass on to Generation Next because, you know, they're so used to swiping and things as quick and I ain't leaving my house unless it's like, babe, you got to work because a career is about having longevity and having longevity- I have found the key to having longevity is versatility. You can't mm-hmm. just be one note. You know one what i One thing. Okay. You can't be one thing. <laughs> right. So let's, let's get into it and let them know all the things that Miss Tammy has done over these 25 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so girlfriend, you left Basketball Wives again, because you was on there, and then they pulled you, and then you left, and then they pulled you back in. What happened this time? Well, what happened was
1: I actually left the first time, like I was out the door by, you know, I don't want to be here no more. And, um, you know, my contract, you know, it's like I put a period and the network put a semicolon, you know, it's like you need to come on back, sis, because your contract says we have one more option. So, you know, I thought I could get out of it. I tried Mm. to, you know, have my lawyers work it out. And the network just, you know, those contracts are ironclad. They had the leverage. And so I returned for one more season. But I am definitely off of the show, you know, wishing all the, well, not all the ladies, but the majority of the ladies, the best of luck <laughs> and much success. Wait a minute,
0: y'all. I love that little uh, disclaimer she left on there. I wish, all uh, well, some of.
1: Some of them. Some of them. It's, it's And it's not that I have any uh bad will or negativity, but I don't have anything positive to say about certain people either. So it's like, I, I don't, I wouldn't include them in my prayers, oh, you know, oh my. or my wishes, you oh, know, so y'all
0: <laughs> not, some of y'all not making the prayer circle. That, that's not a good thing. Okay.
1: And that's just, and that's just it.
0: And you, uh-huh. you shouldn't want everybody praying for you anyway, you know, so, mm-hmm. but you know, people got to watch their, watch what they say and what they do. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes things get real for me. They say reality. I said, but if you get too real, you're going to get all my tea, okay? Oh, yeah. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, God. And it might come piping hot at your ass. Yep, that's me. I love it. I I know, girl, you're so real. That's why why I, I know that everyone loves you so much because, you know, you being so real, which, Tammy, can I tell you, child, the Bonnet Chronicles, <laughs> <Baby>. <laughs> I'm so addicted to them. Some days I like, say if I just get busy and I haven't been on social media, you know, working yes. anymore, and then I can click, I can watch your whole page if I've missed some and it just puts me in the best mood. You are. Well, so I love funny. that. Thank you. I, I love <laughs> the Bonnet Chronicles because it's quick, it's witty and it's hilarious. Tell us, tell us about the Bonnet Chronicles. Well, the Bonnet Chronicles
1: came totally by accident. I wasn't trying to do it, uh, but I was on vacation and I was, you know, on the blogs. I had been off for a while and I got on and I happened to scroll and see an interview that some of the ladies did about me saying, you know, Tammy goes from show to show. Why don't she just sit down somewhere, you know, take take her ass back to Miami, you know, all of this other stuff. And so, you know, I was having my good old cigarette how I do on the balcony. And I just turned the camera on myself and did a response video to what they were saying. And it went viral. And so I thought, well, okay, well, if y'all like that, I got a lot of stuff in my mind that I want to say, you know, or or have an opinion on. And so it just kind of, you know, started snowballing after that and became a thing, you know, so I'm thankful to everybody that likes Boniface. I didn't know I'm just me all the time. So I didn't know that people would think I was really funny. (laughs) What? I had no
0: idea. Listen, that reaction is a meme. You know the reaction? (laughs) Oh, somebody said something and you just look and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, so you don't think that people thought you were funny?
1: I did not. I did not. So I, I was surprised. Comedy club started hitting me. I, you know, wanted me to do a tour. So I ended up doing a Bonnet Chronicles comedy tour. It was just real surreal. It was like, <gasps> wait, what? You know, and so uh, it's, it's turned out to be a good thing. It's turned out to be another stream of income. It's turned you know, it's just I love more it. than I could have imagined when I was just speaking
0: my mind. So listen here, listeners, this original, having a moment to yourself, clap back has now turned into 2.2 million followers. The yes. woman gets over 100,000 views each post uh, and 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 now is going to branch into something else that we're going to talk about in just a minute. But I want to know, what's one of your favorite characters from The Bonnet Chronicles?
1: Uh, I think the main character that I tend to play is Petty Betty, who <laughs> is like the voice of Bonnet Chronicles. Um, and then I talk about other characters but I don't play them. Like I talk about my uncle Tony, I talk about my cousin Tanya. You know, those are all. I don't think people really knew that. But those those, those aren't people in my family. They're characters really? that I make up. Yeah, they that I make up that kind of go with the story that I'm telling.
0: Mm, wow. Because C- can I tell you when I first saw it? Like, first of all, I was like, wow, okay. I don't know if I would put myself. That's why you ain't seeing me today. That raw out there, girl. Because some days. <laughs> you know, your, your your lashes be uh high Yeah, cold. they be crooked. <laughs> yes. And can I tell you when I first saw it, I said, Oh my god, this reminds me. Do you remember the character Aunt Esther from Fred uh Sanford and Son? Yes,
1: yes, yes. Girl,
0: Aunt Esther would tell you about yourself, <laughs> you old ugly heathen. <laughs> yes. Well, there's there's so
1: many people that you know um I can look to as a frame of reference. We can go all the way back to mom's maybe, you mm. know, and then if you bring it up to this millennium, you got Benita Betrell, who used to be on In Living Color. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, so, Kim Wayans. It, it, yes, who was amazing. So it's so many references. Yes. But I just think that, um, you know, the way I tell stories is the way that I do it. I don't think anybody could say the similarities are copying because, well,
0: what are, you, what are your inspirations? Like, cause each time it's like, do you, do you sit down? Do you, do you write it? Do you write yourself a script? Is it off no. the cuff? Okay. All,
1: all of it is off the cuff. It's like, if I think of something like, for instance, my, my husband might say like, I wish these people stopped walking up and down. They are not doing social distancing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so then it's like, that would become the theme of it. And then I would rant about social distancing, whatever my take on it
0: is. You know okay. what I mean? All right. Well, uh, to our listeners, we have a clip, y'all, that's just listen. Uh, Can I ask y'all, roll (laughs) the clip. Roll the clip from the Bonnet Chronicles
1: happy valentine's day the day of lovers but some of y'all done got this shit mixed up you know what i'm saying y'all done made it the day of fuckers you trying to stretch valentine's day into nba all-star weekend and that shit is not gonna work out well for you because let me tell you something this traffic out here in los angeles california these motherfuckers done came from all over the world the traffic done quadrupled on the 405 and nobody needs that a bitch can't even get a parking space at the mall because them bitches is in there trying to get a new outfit to get chose listen let me tell you something valentine's day for you is the day if i might have a come up for them it's like a box of chocolates you know it's 20 pieces in there they are gonna take a bite out of all of y'all and send you all the fuck back you're still gonna be broke when you leave listen if you ain't a wife if you ain't a girlfriend if you're not a true fan of the game if you're not a female baller take your ass home cuz listen they ain't wife and bitches no more they're not doing that they ain't buying no handbags they ain't buying breakfast they ain't taking you out for dinner they ain't giving you no racks they don't stop that shit and listen if you really about it get you a ticket cuz you ain't getting in free either <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! I mean, it, they're just so real and so raw, and, and, and to these newbies, and that's what I'm calling them, these, these these new these new booties. You you keep it real. Like, look here, okay? I know y'all thinking they do this, this, that, and the third, but uh-uh, boo-boo. So, oh yeah. my gosh, I just I love it. They're 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 educational. They're they're comedy. <laughs> They're they're Thank everything. You. But now and I
1: and, and that came from, from I I got mad. I was leaving my house and it was just so much <gasps> traffic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is more than the average. Oh, that's right, it's all Star Weekend. And then it's like, so all of these chicks that flew out here, you know, and it became mm-hmm that,
0: you know. Yes, it turns into the come up <laughs> the come up weekend that does not happen. That does not happen. Those okay. days are gone. So now let's just talk about how beautiful like I said that this has went from a clap back to 2.2 million followers, 100,000 views to now it's going to be a scripted television show on title the yeah, Bonnet. we
1: actually we we actually did it for title one year. So what we did was we took all of those characters that I talk about in my Bonnet Chronicles, and we brought them to life. Because here again, they weren't real people. So mm-hmm. uh, we did the show for title. It was such a great run. Everybody loved it. Um, got to give some actors jobs, some comedians jobs. You know, it was just a really good time and a great
0: experience to be a part of it. Now, tell me, who were some of those comedians? Because, you know, I'm going to tell you something. As an actor, which I am, I don't ever consider myself a comedian because I can, right. I can make stuff funny. But what, because comedians can come and steal the scene from you. Exactly, so the fact exactly. that you were able to, you know, be that, that's your baby, Bonnie Chronicles, that you were able to give other comedians opportunities like that. Who were some of the comedians you worked with?
1: Uh, We had Ray Grady, we had Brian Hooks, we had Lala Milan. uh, I love Lala. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, We had Tiffany Black, who does comedy, as well as being an actress. You know, so it it was one of those moments where um, I don't consider myself a comedian either. I would never take that title. I feel like comedians work hard. They're in the clubs, they're grinding, they're working out their sets on a consistent basis. That is not, they put in the work for that Mm -hmm, Type mm -hmm. For me, I'm an actress who can make things funny. And so it wasn't intimidating to be on set with comedians because that's what I want you here for, to, to make it even funnier than what I can bring to the table. So, um, yeah it was it was a good run we had a good uh first season they offered us a second season on title but you know that money was funny and I couldn't do a season two but <laughs> for, for that for the it wasn't even bread child it was so I couldn't do that so she said you know, what you're not <laughs>
0: going to give me is bird meat,
1: okay <laughs> correct correct okay. so we we pulled it but uh, um, you know it may pop up again somewhere else
0: yeah, well, let me tell you something. I think it's a a hit, and its title's lost. To be very honest with you, they should have spent the money because, as you can see, you you get you, the viewers love that character, and like I said, you being such an attractive woman. Um, cause honey, I done went on your Instagram and seen some of them posting them suits and them outfits and I'm like, yes, Tammy, I know you ain't it. talking well, when up. I,
1: when I, when I say the good morning, darlings, I know I'm about to get hit with something child. So
0: yes. <laughs> and you know, what's so crazy? Cause when I first started doing the good morning, darlings, I had a couple of people, why you always say that? I said, cause bitch, I want you. That's how I feel when I wake up in the morning. Good morning, yes. darlings. What you want me to hit you, hit you with? Hey, what up? <laughs>
1: And we would we wouldn't want to we wouldn't wanna hear a hey what up from, from Vivica A. Fox. I mean, Thank good you. morning, darling. Spits fits you. You know, it's just so regal and so class. I mean, it's just, Thank it's, you. it works. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. very much, darling. I was trying.
0: hey, bitch, how you doing? You know, <laughs> that's more me. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about, because, you know, Tammy, like I said, you've been doing this for 25 years. You, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, you the OG when it comes to the first reality star, because you started out, started out on MTV's real world. Yes. But okay, y'all. What when I tell y'all how Miss Tammy Roman was discovered, y'all ain't gonna <laughs> believe it. Okay. Tammy was discovered working in a HIV clinic. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Tell us that story. Tell us that story. Go on do clear that air before they even start.
1: Okay. Well first I'm going to give homage to Heather B who was on season 1 of The Real World so she actually was the first reality star and paved the way for me to follow her okay I, I, you know i just added my spoke to the wheel if you will but i was working at an HIV health care center and one of the one of my coworkers came into my office and was like oh man i didn't get on this show called The Real World i didn't know what The Real World was and i was like well okay girl you know it'd be another opportunity just trying to you know massage her ego a little bit, you know, and saying (laughs) things would be okay. So when I went home, the irony was that MTV was doing a marathon of the real world. And so my mom and I, we sat there and watched it. And I was like, this is the show she wanted to be on? So they want real people? Okay. So I went online and saw, you know, that they were casting and where the casting offices were located. So that that was a Friday, that Sunday, my mother and I went to Burbank Mall, which is where we were living at the time, and did a video of me walking through the mall, just talking about myself. Monday, I took it to the location that was on the website, which is probably why people don't put that up no more. <laughs> <laughs> but I walked up in there okay. and uh, said, uh, the la- I'm trying to reach a lady named Felicia, and uh they were like, oh, she's in, in her office. I said, Well, I need to talk to her about this tape. So she came out of her office and um I told her, hey, I saw you guys were casting that show, The Real World. I wanna give you my tape. And she was like, Oh no, it's already casted. And I said, Well, let me just tell you, I'm not leaving until you look at my tape, though, because I put time into this and I would like somebody to look at it. <laughs> and um she 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 saw I wasn't leaving. So she popped it in for a few minutes, looked at it and said, now, I promise you, I'll look at the rest, but you, you know, you can't stay. And if, you know, we're interested, we'll give you a call. And I said, okay. And then that Friday, Mary Ellis Bunham and John Murray called me and said, the young lady they had cast, they were going to replace her with me. And would I be interested in coming on the real world and driving in a Winnebago cross country with two other people? And I said, hell yes. (laughs)
0: so wait a minute you said bina murray contacted you directly
1: yes they did i know that seems funny that's it let me let
0: let me let y'all know now they're huge huge now but wow for them i mean they are the basically mtv gods i mean of reality right yeah yes correct they've
1: they've got mtv and e entertainment on lock over there but um Mm. uh yeah you know this was 93 you know when they contacted me so Times have definitely changed, but they did call and they said, uh, you know, we want you on the show. And I said, okay, great. I'll do it.
0: Now, how long did you do The Real World? How long did that last?
1: Yeah, we lived in the house for about five months. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So it's similar to the way reality TV works now. Yeah. yeah. You know, even with basketball wise, we do that for five or six months. It's just that their footage was primarily what was happening in the house.
0: OK, so now you're going to be doing uh, returning to scripted TV, right? You've got a new show you're working on with. Mona Yes. Scott.
1: Yes. Uh, well, the scripted show is not with Mona Scott. Um, my return came from a show called Truth Be Told that stars Octavia Spencer on Apple. I and love so her. I love yeah, her. She, she's so dope. Um, so dope. And, and and the funny story with her really quickly we went to the table read you know and people get fired at the table read you know yes I'm I'm always nervous (laughs) at a table read so okay let's
0: just explain to our listeners real quick what a table read is okay so table read is like okay you go through all of these damn auditions right sometimes um and then finally you get the call okay you're cast and you're like yay then they're like okay now we're gonna go to a table read you go to table read and everyone's there from the producers the writers the other actors so you walk in and it's literally this long ass table with about mm-hmm. 20 25 people and scripts and everybody sitting there and we all basically read the script for the producers and for for the other actors so go ahead that's what a table read is y'all yes
1: Okay, so I was nervous and so I said, "Well, let me just try to go introduce myself, you know." And, you know, just like make sure the energy's right. So I walk up to her and she's looking down at her script. And I said, "Hi, Miss Spencer, I just wanted to come and introduce myself. My name is Tammy Roman." Octavia ain't looked up from the script and gave me no eye contact. <gasps> all I all I heard was, "It's Octavia." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Speaking of royalty, speaking to you. Yes. I said, said, oh, okay. And went and sat my ass down. And when we went, you know, we went through all of the parts in the table read. And when I went home, I was like, I don't think she likes me. She probably thinks I'm just another reality star trying to come act. She doesn't know that I've done this, that I've studied. And luckily I didn't get fired. And I showed up on the first day. And from the first day of stepping in the space, you know, just showing what I could do. We've been friends ever since.
0: (laughs) You know what? That might have been her way of testing you. True. Do you know True. what I'm saying? Cause I'm, yeah. I, listen, I've been on on on, you know, sh- sets and stuff for years. And it's amazing how sometimes just the different ways es- established actors and actresses greet you. You know what I mean? That yes. sometimes it's like, oh, are you going to have thin skin? Like I remember back in the day, the late Natalie Cole, she came and did out all night. And I was thrilled, honey. I had this will be every album. <laughs> Growing up, just having a third girl—that was my bitch. You know what I mean? I was like, "Oh my yes. god, I love Girl, she walked in the door, and I was like, "Hello!" And it was like, I think I said, "Hello, Natalie." And it was like, "It's Mrs. Cole or Mrs. You got the reverse." Oh, I was <laughs> like, oh. "Girl," I turned around, walked away, and was like, "Oh god, she hates me." So I know yeah, what that's yeah. like. But yeah. you talked about that you studied. Like, I didn't know that you had studied and how much you have, you love acting. You studied acting for years. Who you yes. worked, Who did you work with?
1: I worked with Chip Fields. Oh, and man. a lot of people don't know that Chip Fields is Kim Fields' mother. Yes, And when I talk about an amazing acting coach who, who doesn't try, like a lot of these people are like, they, either teach method or they teach technique or whatever the case may be. And all of that works fine, but it doesn't work if you can't find your voice in how to deliver those different methods or techniques. Say that. So yeah, so chip basically helped me find the voice that worked for me. And uh, when I came off the real world, people didn't know we were actors. So I started getting auditions, you know, not really knowing what I was doing, but I was booking jobs and I didn't want to be half ass with the process. Mm. So I started studying with Chip and that was the best thing I could have done for myself. You know, over the years, I've worked with Tasha Smith and Leslie Kahn and mm-hmm. Janet Alhanti just to like, you know, keep up on your chops but the foundation and the groundwork came from Chip Fields. And I'm Um, ever so thankful for her.
0: I love, when I'm telling you Chip, I'm sure there's dozens of actors that could, you know, uh, that she's helped their careers over the years, do award winning roles and stuff. Because, you know, this is what I love like about Chip. Like you said, Tasha Smith, who works with me on Empire played my sister. Maybe they make you do the work. Yeah, they do. You know, (laughs) and see, that's something that these kids don't understand that they just think, oh, because I get views and everything, I'm going to become an actor now. Right. Oh, baby. Acting is more than just showing up and being cute. Correct. And, you You know, know, here again, you might
1: get lucky and you might book some jobs. I mean, that's what happened with me. But that's not going to give you longevity. Yes. You know, if you don't really know what you're doing, if you can't take direction and adjustment Mm -hmm. in the the moment, you know, like little things like that. Some people, you know, have anxiety or spaz out or can't do it. And I think, you know, studying just builds your arsenal.
0: Agreed. It, as I, I, I always say this, you know, people are like Vivica, how do you get to go? I mean, you always work and you always get in your coin. And I said, you know why darlings? Because I do the work. You and the and work. I, that's the biggest message that I want us to pass on to Generation Next, that you can get all of these wonderful titles, but you have to do the work. Yes. So now you were working on family business, right? Tell me about fam- What was family business? That was that the new show?
1: Uh, family Business is a show with uh, based on books by Carl Weber. <gasps> and so if anybody knows Carl Weber, they know his books are like off the chain. And so uh, he brought all those characters to TV on BET. Mm. And I play London Duncan, who's a part of the Duncan family, who are basically a drug family that you know, have their lies, their secrets, their love, their challenges. And, and it's, it's been a good ride. We're in season two. on Okay. BBC, and,
0: um, Oh my gosh. Family business. Is that the one with, uh, with, uh, uh, you said Carl Weathers and, and Miguel was on there too. Yes. Miguel's Miguel's Miguel plays oh my, my God, husband. Th- this is the drama. <laughs> this is the drama. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. Because, you know, Miguel and I did Juana Man together. And yes. And Miguel God. is always hitting me about Vivica. Post this, post that. Um, and I remember him posting. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that you were on family business. Yes. Oh, family. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Is it going to yeah. come back? What's, what's what's going on? Yeah. we're We were in the middle
1: of season two when they told us, you know, we had to shut down or whatever. So we've got maybe like five more episodes to complete the season. Uh mm. so we're waiting on the return for that. But yeah, it's it's so good. You know, Ernie Hudson and Valerie Pettiford yes. and of course Miguel Nunez and Darren Henson. I mean it's it's really KJ Smith and Javicia Leslie, so many oh. great and talented actors on that show. And uh you know we love coming to work, which was part of me want seeing the difference, doing these other jobs, mm-hmm. and seeing the difference in the sets and how people treat you and how people yeah. really come together and just enjoy the work versus when I would go to work on basketball wise. You know, it was really clear and and apparent that that's not where I wanted to be.
0: <laughs> Can I tell you, like, listen, not putting down reality stars or whatever, but. I have been asked over the years to do reality shows. And yeah. the biggest one that I did was Celebrity Apprentice. And I just feel like that is five weeks of my life that I will never get back. And it just, <laughs> I'm serious, girlfriend. It is just because, see, this is what you love about scripted. Scripted is, it's written. Right. You discover moments. You beat this crap out of other. You. you slap each other. You, you push buttons. You cry. You, you're sexy. You have love scenes. But when they yell, cut... It's I mean, over. It's with. over. <laughs> and you realize it like, oh, that was good work. Oh, I love what you did. Oh, I love what you brought out of me. But they have cut. Yeah. And you still are friends and can talk to each other. Correct. You know what But I'm I heard
1: you were about to do a reality show with Carlos King. I said, Vivica's coming back to
0: reality? with. Well, no, that's we, about We're going to be producing that. So, uh.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> got it, got it,
0: got it, got it. <laughs> you know me and my little business self, honey. Let's just keep that yes. I can produce things, but I, I just, that's the format of reality that I just, I don't care because I feel like it just, it it starts going far. Like when you see some of these reality stars on YouTube or, or on the, on the blogs and stuff, and you're just kind of like, I just like to see us portrayed differently than what reality does. You understand what I'm saying?
1: I definitely understand. And I think that was my biggest qualm. Was that even, you know, because I'm not going to say that the things that happened on the show that I didn't do them, I did them. But mm. I felt like there wasn't enough balance to to count, to be a counterpart to what, if you see me arguing, show why I'm arguing and then show me in other of, you know arenas and areas of my life where that's not what's happening you know what? what i mean because a lot of people it's like i don't walk around with boxing gloves on i don't just be smacking people just because you know right, what i mean like, exactly like, you know that's not me you know so i just felt like there wasn't enough balance and so you know, but it's everybody's guilty pleasure. People love reality TV. It's not going anywhere. So,
0: well, it's become the new soap operas. Like, whoever would have thought that soap operas would become non-existent? I mean, that's what reality shows basically took over with soap. And pop. that's that's what I try to tell people all the time. Mm. I said,
1: listen, they're making a TV show. What they do is they take everybody that's on the show, figure out what their personality and right. make them a character. And that's yes. what you're always going to see. Similar to the way Erica Kane was always the bitch on All My Children. Right. It's like some, somebody's got to be the bitch. Somebody's got to be the bougie one. Somebody's yes. got to be the smart one. Somebody's got to, yes. you know, it's like you have to look at it like that. And I, I think that people don't really understand it. Well, I
0: commend you for being able to graduate from being a reality star to Thank a true thespian. That's what Thank I'm going to call you now, honey. A thespian. Oh, fespian. I love it. Which to all <laughs> of our listeners, darlings, that means an actress. OK, yes. okay. So anyway, you, have, you say that you have been on almost every Black sitcom in the 90s. I, I feel like I have, you know, I,
1: it's like, you know, the Parkers and Steve Harvey, and mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't make my way to Up All Night and I didn't make my way to um, the one with LL Cool J. But mm. one-on-one, you know, all the ones that were hot in my little era, yes. you know, it's like, I feel like I at least had a guest star, guest appearance on them. And then I think a lot of people don't understand that in our business, there's a season called pilot season. Yes. And so people think that, well, you haven't been working all these years because I ain't seen nothing, but mm-hmm. it's like, we'll go through and do two or three pilots a year, okay? which we're making a lot of money to be a part of those situations, but the network won't pick them up. Exactly. And so that's why you don't see it, but that doesn't mean I haven't been working. So it's like, right. You know, when you try you to ex-
0: go ahead. It- they don't know the business side of things. Like you said, you shoot a pilot, you got to wait for the pilot to get picked up. And then if it gets picked picked up, up, then you got to go to another show or then you got to go do a movie. Like it's a right. Because I get some uh, stupid comments. I haven't seen you on the big screen. And I'm like, really? Right. (laughs) Okay, I don't even go there, but listen, which one was your favorite when you did the 90s sitcoms?
1: Um, it was probably something that people didn't see, but well, they didn't see it because it didn't get picked up. But to <laughs> me, <laughs> not probably didn't they definitely didn't see it. But <laughs> Earthquake uh, had his own show. Comedian Earthquake had his own show, and it was me, Earthquake, and Holly Robinson.
0: Oh and, wow, uh, that would have yeah, been a great we,
1: show. It would. It would have been so good. But you know, they just weren't feeling it. It probably was ahead of its time you know that Mm. was before kevin hart you know broke out with his show on fox and you know all of the other comedians came after him but he was one of the first that had his and that was my first series regular job uh on uh on a sitcom casted by leah daniels butler I
0: love. so we've been on
1: each other a long time yeah yeah she does empire I know. Yeah, yeah. So she brought, let's say, she brought um, me in for Empire. And uh yes, I auditioned for Cookie <gasps> and uh went in there, had a great read, you know, felt good about it. And then when the show came out, I said, Yep, it should have been Taraji. Oh, you know yes, how sometimes yes. you just gotta go, you gotta go, okay, I see what y'all did there, you know. Right.
0: <laughs> And you know, and this is something else that we got to share with um, actresses and and, act, and actors in general is that you'll go in and you think you killed an audition, like oh yes, it's mine. I oh, I got that. You feeling good about yourself till your agent calls you and goes, well, baby, they went another direction. You're yes. Like, oh, oh. And then you some now I ain't gonna lie, Tammy. Sometimes you see who they cast, you go okay, I get it. And then there's sometimes you're like, hmm, really. Correct. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's just keep that real. <laughs> Absolutely. So, listen, so what are, what are going to be your plans for after quarantine?
1: Well, you know, I haven't seen my youngest daughter in since October. So okay. she was supposed to come out here. You Jazz. Jazz. She was supposed, yeah. She was supposed to come out in uh march to see me because that's when they were going to have the whole spring break you know moment thing and she was going to come but of course we were shut down so i want to get my daughter on a plane just so i could give her a hug and a kiss it doesn't have to be long she could fly here have a two-hour layover and take her ass back but i just want to just love on her a little bit
0: so okay so you said fly here where you at baby girl
1: I'm in Los Angeles and she's in Houston.
0: Oh, okay. So you're you're here in LA and yeah. and she's um in Houston. Do you live in Houston or are yes, you? I yes, I do. I made
1: Houston my place of residence primarily because when my mom passed in 2013, I just mm. have lived in LA so long that everywhere I went was a memory. It was like a recall of like, I remember me and my mom. I remember, and I just was going into a deep state of depression. So I was mm-hmm. like, where can I go? And so I said, I don't want to go back to New York. Um, I don't want to go to Atlanta. There's too many black people. Um, and <laughs> Houston, <laughs> and, and that's no shade, no tea, but and oh, you I to go to black tr-
0: people. Wait a minute. You didn't want to go to chocolate city. <laughs> i did not
1: <laughs> so, oh my
0: god wait a minute because um, i almost moved to atlanta and got married and that's a whole different other show but uh, baby uh, let to tell you something that humidity and that pollen down there was amazing. yeah the pollen is bad we have
1: humidity in in houston you do but you
0: do. I, I i
1: loved houston it was quiet i could come out my house you know very few people bother, you know, like not bother you. That's the wrong verbiage. I'm not trying to say, I know, to, I know you know saying. what I'm saying? But like, you, have your privacy. you can just go, you can run. Yeah, you can have a little more privacy. And unless you go into the areas where, you know, they're going to be like, you know, tell me, you know, then, you know, you get what you get. Mm-hmm. But where I live, you know, I'm on the south side of town. And it's just so peaceful and quiet and a real escape for me. So I moved there, brought my house there, and uh, met my husband there. So mm. my my church home is there. So, you know, um, shout out to Fountain of Praise. Anybody uh, yes. listening, you go to Houston, check out Fountain of mm-hmm. Praise. Right. But, um,
0: uh, yeah, I love it. Now, you just brought up your husband. I mean, you know, I was so... Happy to hear that. You know, you you found your husband. Cause let me tell you, it's hard out there to find you a good one. I ain't gonna lie. Okay? Listen, it's so Child. difficult. It oh. is so difficult. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like, girl, I'll be trying. Everybody's like, "Why are you single?" I'm like, "Y'all, it ain't like I'm not looking. I just ain't found nobody right. worthy." Right. You right. Know? Right. The relationships are hard. Matter of fact, you and your husband, y'all appeared on Marriage Boot Camp, right? Yes, we did.
1: Uh, We had been like seeing each other off and on for a year, right? So it really was an off and on type of thing. So when we did Marriage Bootcamp, it was more to see if we wanted to be together. Like what were the challenges in our relationship? That you know we could get past or work through so that we could be together for real, and um, marriage boot camp. I thought that was gonna be easy. That was the hardest fourteen days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, "Oh, y'all making me work for this little coin." But, um, <laughs> tell us about it. So, <laughs> so marriage boot camp. It's a show where couples go to do therapy. Yes, but they okay. go, they they go to do
1: therapy and work on the challenges in their relationship. At the time for us, it was like, he wanted to be married. He wanted to have kids. I didn't feel we needed to get married. I may not want kids. And could we be in a relationship either compromising or, you know, conceding And so, uh, you know, we got there with Jim and Elizabeth and I was just like, okay, we're just going to be in this house, y'all. It's going to be fine. Let's just talk through. By the time we got through all the challenges and all Mm. the therapy work and dealing with your past issues and why you, you know, treat people this way and, you know, Reggie dealing with issues about his football career and the, passing of his mom. You know, it's just so much. We was crying more than we were grinning. You now, know? How long and did it so, last?
0: How long, how, how long was the taping for marriage? It, it,
1: it actually is 15 days. You Ooh. stay in the house 15 days, you're sequestered for 15 days, which Ooh. seems like hmm, I could do that. I could bang that out. But when you're getting up every day and you're yep. digging deep into like all your emotional issues, i Feel Jim and Elizabeth, who used to host, they have new hosts now, but they were really serious about the work. And I would tell anybody, although it was hard, it Mm. did help us. And we use some of the, you know, practices that they, that we learned on marriage boot camp to this day.
0: So quick question. Uh, Your husband, Reggie, is 17 years younger than you? Yes. Now, see, you know me, you got that in common, child, because I got all... (laughs) All of these young babies. I mean, yes. they're coming to me all the time. I haven't dated a guy my own age. I don't think ever, it, it, since back in the day when I got married 20 years ago. And yes. I just, I'm, it blows me away that, and I was happy to hear. I was like, ooh, she got her young one too. Because yes. the, young, the young guys, it's real, keep it real. The younger guys nowadays, they like the older women. They do like the older women.
1: I don't really know where that stems from. You know, mm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it's mommy
0: issues or whatever. But I think that, <laughs> oh lord. But I wait, think that, you know I say that. I said, baby, I'm old enough to be your mama. They say, but you're not. But you're not.
1: Yeah, right. and that's what that's what that's what Reggie says too. But I think it's more along the lines of the things that we're looking for in relationships. Men are looking for those things too. Like it's very easy to. You know, get with somebody who's twerking on the gram and hit it on the weekend and, and forget Ugh. about it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But when you want to settle down with somebody, you want someone that has stability, someone that's intelligent, someone that's articulate, someone that's you could take to the boardroom and the, have fun in the bedroom. You know, and, 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 and those are the things that we want as well. And these younger guys, when they reach a point in their even in their young age, mm-hmm. that they want to settle down. They understand what it takes to be with a woman of our age and what you're gonna to have to bring to the table and the qualities that are important to us commitment, trust, honesty. They're willing to do the work to be that person for us. And so, um, you know, it just worked out with me and Reggie really, really well. He's an old soul, I like to say, oh. but comes from a family of women. And so he values the, you know, the, the, the.
0: A woman, woman, you know. Now I read that Reggie said that he felt that he wasn't a priority. Was he needy? Did he need more than what you were used to giving? Because when I dated my I almost got married uh, uh, almost 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. that was the biggest thing that I felt with was our problem, was that he I'm a move in a shaker. You know, I'm just going to project to project to project. I got to go. I got to go. I ain't gonna be sitting underneath you all damn day. That's a heroic okay? (laughs) Because you know, I like getting my coin and that's never gonna change. So (laughs) (laughs) so was that uh he that he felt that he wasn't a priority because you was moving and shaking?
1: Yeah, and and I think you know, it took him some time to understand that I only know one thing that makes me happy outside of him and my children, and that is working. Like Mm -hmm. I I will sleep when I'm dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. Okay. And so what we had to do was find an area of compromise. And he has a trucking company and he has like four or five online businesses that all do extremely well. And so it's like, well, you can work from anywhere. I have to, you know, travel and go to these sets. So the compromise was, well, I need you to be with me, come with me. So that oh. when I come home from set, you know, I get the love from you mm-hmm. that, you know, that I would be missing if you stayed at home. And so, um, you know, that, that's what we do. We we're together all the time. We travel together when I have to travel for work, he comes with me. It's just, it just works for us. Now, some people may say that's too much, but for
0: us, it works. So you made him into a priority because he said that he felt that he wasn't a priority at first. Correct. Oh, okay. So that was through communication, correct? Like you're like, okay, right. See, that's something I got to be honest with you. For my next relationship, I'm going to have to make sure that I do that because I have a tendency that it's like, if you're not talking the way I need you to talk, I got to go. You know what I mean? I'm like,
1: you know what? And I, and see, that was my issue too, but more more so on the other end of the spectrum. I was a person where what I'm saying, if you can't deal with that, then I can't help because I've been this way for a long time. I talk like this, this guy comes out. I I don't know how to fix it. It's not going to change. And what I had to do, even in the communication department, there are levels to that, was basically understand how the other person needs me to communicate with them. How do they communicate with me so that I can receive what they're saying and vice versa? And so when he said that he felt like he wasn't a priority, my mission they taught us that marriage, we can't say, so what you're saying is you feel like I'm not giving you enough, mm-hmm. like repeating, repeating right. it back to them so that you get full clarity on what it is. They're trying to say. And you know, it was, it was that it was like, well, you're working all the time. And so it's like, okay, well, I know how to fix this. Your, your job is mobile. You come with me when I go in that way, nobody's missing anything within the relationship.
0: Well, how about this? You already have two daughters, you yes. know? Y'all plan on having any kids? What's what's up with that? We froze we froze our eggs, my eggs,
1: okay. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. about five years ago because he doesn't have any kids. And I was like, "Dang, mm-hmm. the condom didn't break one time." I mean, he just <laughs> your pull out game that strong? You know, and shit. he an athlete too. And yes, right. So was, I'm like, "Oh, somebody
0: tried to get pregnant." <laughs> yes, you know, and so.
1: Um, he, he just um, doesn't have any, um, you know, not to get into his personal business, but there was a, before me a situation where his relationship, she was pregnant. They had a miscarriage. And so, you know, he just didn't have any by the time we got together. And um, I would love to be able to give him children. We tried three times. I ha- I personally had three miscarriages. And so <gasps> wow, should we that's decide? Gotta be yeah, on the body. You had three miscarriages, three miscarriages. Oh, yeah. Three so we we agreed that I wouldn't try again, but mm-hmm. that we would get a surrogate.
0: Oh, I, because listen here Kim Kardashian has done that. Gabrielle yeah. Union and Dwayne Wade did that because, you know, I, I would just keep it real. You know, I didn't move past. I'll I let somebody know, look here, baby. Ain't no babies coming out of here. Right. And right. We, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we could right. do a surrogate if that's what something that you would really need. I don't see a problem yeah. with, you know, having surrogate right. moms. It's really made a lot of people happy. And especially if your health is at risk, why put yourself through that? You know what I'm saying? Exactly.
1: And that's another thing, you know, I'm a type two diabetic and it's just, and with my age, it's just very risky. So rather than waste the eggs and then all of a sudden now I've had another miscarriage, you know, we have been talking very seriously about a surrogate.
0: How are your girls doing? Because your one daughter, Jazz, you remember that we had the little session when I was trying to look get into yes. the music business and she yes. she rapped for my little guy. Yes. Uh, how is she doing? And let me tell y'all something. Jazz, when I'm telling y'all came in and threw down on this track, <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. She got well,
1: She's still doing. she is good. She's living in Houston. She's still pursuing music. You know, she's uh with um rap a lot records and you know they're really big in Houston yeah so they've been working with her trying to get her project to where it needs to be and uh, shout out to Rudy um but um outside of that uh you know she she was at Prairie View A&M and HBCU and you know studying marketing and uh Communication, so you know she's doing well. And my oldest daughter, Lyric, graduated from UT Austin, and uh, now she's working at a big agency here in Los Angeles.
0: Yes, go girls! Okay, I love it. Uh, Raising some queens that know to work, and and but you know that's because you're a great inspiration. Oh, listen, I don't let my kids not
1: work. Like I know that's right. They work, you know, and they they've been working for a long time. And people, you know, it's like always say, you know, kids working? Hell yeah, because I worked. And this money that's in that bank account over at the Chase down to the Chase, that's Tam and Romans. So okay, they got to get their own, you know? Right. And so I I just love the fact that my daughters are so independent and so not the type of children who are like, well, my mama got it or, you know, she could pay for it. She mm-hmm. could do this. They didn't, they didn't come from that. All they saw were two women working. And yeah. so that's what they do.
0: Now, you know, you, like you said, you, you inspired your girls to get their hustle on. Who inspires you? My mother inspired me um, the
1: most because when I was little, my mom worked three jobs um, and did that for most of my life. But I never saw my mother quit or Mm. give up, or give in. I saw her get sad. I saw her get angry. I saw her get frustrated, but I always saw her recover from those things and hit the ground running again. So that's all I know to do, you know? Um, so she's my inspiration. Um, and and even if I look in the, in the business, you know, I love Diana Ross and I love, uh, Cicely Tyson. I think they exude what it takes to have longevity, Cicely Tyson, in terms of the acting, what, what you okay. need to bring in every time you step in the space. You gotta be Cicely Tyson level. You know what I mean? <laughs> Viola Davis quality. Yeah. A Fox determined. You know yes. what I mean? Like, okay. you, gotta, you gotta do it like that. You know, so they they inspire me.
0: Yeah. I love that. I lo- and see, that's how I feel. It's like, I got a chance to interview Pam Greer. Uh, nice. BET, BET was doing this thing where it's like, you got to uh, interview people that, you know, were your inspiration. Baby, yes. I could barely make it through that interview, child. I was like, mm-hmm. she was just you so see, graceful. Queen. I was like, wow. And I had always grew up watching Foxy Brown. After I named my production. Foxy Brown. At, okay. After her. So, you know. Love it. You know, I love that. Then I have a big portrait of Diana Ross in my home that every time I take a picture in front of people, like, "Oh, that Diana Ross picture. Yes. In the background is <laughs> damn difficult. And I'm like, yes, darlings. Good morning, darlings. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, we're going to have a little bit of fun before we wrap this up, because, you know, okay. I appreciate you so much. So do you like trivia? <sighs> it's going to be fun. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> it's going to be good. No, it's it's, it's throwback to, trivia. To, to, okay. I mean, it's throwback TV trivia. So since you, you know, was almost on every black sitcom in the 90s, I'm going to oh, see yikes. how much you was paying attention to who from else was there. Okay, yikes. okay, okay, you got it, you got it, okay. You about so to now. get my black car revoked. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know these, Tammy, because baby, you smart, okay? And you pay <laughs> attention, that's what I like about you, okay? So, question number one. Who appeared as Will Smith's ex girlfriend, Janet Ames, on The Fresh Prince of Bel Air? The ex girlfriend. Would that be A, Janet Jackson, B, Queen Latifah, C, Tyra Banks? Tyra. Yes! That's one. <laughs> the that correct answer is Tyra Banks. That's one. woo Question number two. On Living Single, the girls' names were Khadija, Maxine, Sinclair, and. Would that Regine. be a? Oh, well, shit. You didn't even let me put it out. <laughs> Dang, it was A, Racine, B, Regine, or C, Raylene. And Tammy answered, I didn't even have to give it a multiple. <laughs> That's right. The correct answer was B, Regine. Okay, question number three. On a different world, who played Whitley's, that was Jasmine Guy, mm-hmm. who played Whitley's mother? Would that be A, Diane oh. Carroll, B, Patti LaBelle, C, Diana Ross. Diane Carroll, may she rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Diane Carroll was my inspiration for my character on Empire. So yes, Queen, rest in peace. We love you. Yeah. You left us a beautiful legacy. A beautiful number, legacy. Yes. Um, question number four. Who guest starred on Martin as an overly aggressive woman who was hot for Martin on the episode going overboard? Would that be mm-hmm. A? Angela Bassett, B, Kalita Smith, or C, Lynn Whitfield. Mm, mm, mm. Get started on Martin. Mm-hmm. As an overly aggressive woman who is hot for Martin. Angela Bassett? Kalita Smith or, or Lynn Whitfield. Now I'm guessing because
1: I did, I don't remember, I don't remember seeing this episode, but because they did thin line together, I'm gonna say Lynn Whitfield. Correct! Okay.
0: You know, look here, girlfriend. I was about to throw you. I I was about to throw your hint. I won. I was about to throw your hint. I was going to be, come on, girl, they get a movie together. (laughs) All right. Question number five. Family Matters is a spinoff of which 90s sitcom? Would that be A, The Cosby Show, B, Perfect (laughs) Strangers, or C, Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Oh, wow. Shit. Um, Family Matters.
1: Matters. Spin-off Family of Matters which had her mhm-, but it had... I'm trying to think my way through it.
0: Okay. You said, what's the choices again? Cosby Show, Perfect Strangers, or Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Cosby Show. Mm, you know what, Tammy? I almost didn't want to ask you this one because I didn't know the answer to it either. So... <laughs> I didn't. I swear, I was like, which one? The, the the right because first of all, perfect strangers to me. I was like, what was that show? About? That was the Why Show with Balky, right? Well, there you have it. See, didn't oh. be right? You knew that part. I didn't know that it was a spinoff. <laughs> okay, so Tammy Roman, thank you, thank you for being Woo! a Hustle. You are just the best, Tammy. Please tell our listeners where can they find all that you got going on, sister.
1: Uh, At Tammy Roman on Instagram and Twitter, Tammy Roman fan page on Facebook. And if you're interested in the Bonnet Chronicles, it's official Bonnet
0: Chronicles. Love it. I love it. Well, like I said, sister, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time to grace us with your presence, which is going to lead us into today's Hustle Hack because it is it's inspired by my guest today, Miss Tammy Roman. And as y'all know, Tammy always say, get into it. Okay. <laughs> yes. so, dar- darlings, whatever is going on in your life, you cannot win if you are not in it. If you are not willing to face the challenge or step outside of your comfort zone, you are not going to be able to do it. And guess what? Darlings, mistakes aren't a bad thing. They are learning moments. You don't have to be perfect. Just go out there and go get it and get into it. All right. So, darlings. On Instagram, you can find me at Miss V Fox. On Twitter, at Miss Vivica Fox. And our new handle for Hustling with Vivica Fox is at Vivica Hustling. Darlings, subscribe, download to Hustling with Your Girl, Vivica A Fox. Until next time, bye for now, darlings.